Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel on Voice America. And we are, of course, hosted by and sponsored by the Keith Smiling Movement, the Red Carpet Connection, and the Umbrella Syndicate. And my co-host, Andre Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection, is the publicity and wizard who creates these beautiful shows and attracts these amazing people. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm absolutely exciting. Was that a great life and air event all weekend in Cleveland? Met some really great people making some major differences in the world with themselves and other people. So really good event. What is a life and air? I, I've... I haven't even heard of a death and air. Uh, <laughs> well, life and air is um, oh, uh, a personal development class where they uh, take people through on how to structure their life so their life is exactly how they want to design it. So it's like living the life of a billionaire, but not so. And they've heard, said that some billionaires have miserable lives, so they want to make sure that your life is better than just having the money. So it's about the money, the time, the connections, the relationships relationships that you want. It was uh, quite effective. And actually, um, I went to assess it because one of my clients is the leader of the, this particular class. And, and going through it, I saw a lot of really valuable things that were missing in what we're doing with the Keep Smiling movement to make it more efficient and more automated, which is a perfect segue to our gentlemen today who talk about automation. <laughs> well, it's very evident that Brett and Jace have done this life and error program because they're living a life they love. I mean, they're on stage and just showing through all the energy and abundance that they've created in their life that they are in heaven. So this is pretty cool. Uh, give me one example of something that uh, you actually learned that would be implemented or two. Oh, okay. So uh, one of the things I learned, it was um, something I already knew and, and you know uh, about making use of our time and creating what are we doing that someone else who could be paid 10 or $12 an hour should be doing so that we could be more efficient. And what do we want to keep because we love it and we enjoy it and get something out of it. But what is cutting into our processing time of, of living the life that we want to. And so many times that we're afraid of investing money to do that because we feel short on funds in one area. But when we sat down and looked at the mathematical, uh, accounting for that. Like, so for me, sometimes I want to save investment for the Keep Smiling movement by doing some things myself. But if I actually paid a VA $10 an hour to do that, they're going to be efficient and more and, and faster than I am. And so then it actually clears me up so I can work with another, you know, $300 an hour client where, where so me getting paid $300 an hour to work with somebody else is way more efficient than me doing a $10 an hour job. And, and we forget that sometimes when we don't want it, when we're, you know, because like you and I, we're investing for the Keep Smiling movement. So we put our focus there, but we're actually taking away from it by doing that. So, you, so what you're telling me, bottom line, is that I'd be giving up a 10 or $12 raise to be working to have someone else do it. That's yes. what you're saying. <laughs> yes. And you're so much efficient. I mean, because you come on, look at your 2500 a day photographer. So why are we having you do anything else but being at events and doing photography? Or Why am I even on this show? I should, be, I should be photographing right now. Why am I on the show? That's what I want to know. Well, one of the reasons that you're on the show is because of what we do and how we portray everyone. You know, we, we've talked about the that before the ROI of being on a radio show with us, you know, what that is valuable to Voice America, to the Keep Smiling movement, both of our businesses, to Misfit Media, who's on with us today, that ROI is, can be over that 300 or 400 or you know, $1,500 an hour, depending on what our outreach is and what value that we bring to other people that may want to work with us in the future or already working with us and take value from everything that we say. So okay, there so you I, go. I, yeah, so I have two things I want to say uh, in response to that. One is thank you for clearing up that confusion because I had no idea why I was on the air, why I was on the show <laughs> for years. So now I feel very clear. So now let's, uh, the second thing, this is a request I'm asking, is that you actually 
introduce our guest. And we're actually doing something new because these guys are partners in business and they are so dynamic on stage. We're keeping them dynamically together on the show and not doing the segment one, segment two. So this is going to be a little bit of a free-for-all. It's an experiment. I think that they've uh, done the figuring out who's going to talk next kind of thing, or maybe there's codes that we're going to be using. So this will be interesting. And signals. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And <laughs> yeah. <bring> our- <laughs> um, you know what, Jace, I may be butchering your last name because I didn't ask you for the correction of the pronunciation. So we have Jace Kovacevic, and he is the co-founder of Misfit Media, along with his partner, Brett Linkletter. And uh, Jace uh, and him both, they are really about helping restaurants identify potential customers in their area and they generate a database of these interested customers and then they take advanced um, software and integrate that to generate um, further how they can provide customer service and value to this niche market that they do. Now their niche marketing is actually in the restaurant area but if you don't own a restaurant or don't plan to own a restaurant it doesn't mean that you need to switch channels it actually means you need to tune in more because you can take value from listening to how they have created automation and apply it to your own business and what they do um, as, as a specialty is they track everything so you can see that they've captured a person's attention online and then to when that person walks into the restaurant. So whether you have an actual physical place or an online, let's think about how we can take Misfit media's information and apply it to you and they when they first started every restaurant seemed to be offering the same thing like social media email pr direct mail all the things that you need except for none of them actually could show substantially a continual return on investment and that's what these guys do they really show you how to um, use the systems to create actual measurable insights so super excited to have you guys on uh jace and uh brent please standing ovation to both of you for being here a recent award award winners. Woo. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. So, Thanks for having us on, guys. So, Brett, you have one T in your name, not two. Uh, two T's. Right. Two T's. Okay. So, I'll pronounce it a little better than I'll say <laughs> Brett. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, you can't, you you can't so trust say- the Brett with one T. You can trust the ones with, with two T's, though. Well, speaking of trust, that was actually one of my first questions. So I think the the best thing is for me to say someone's name and then you answer. And if you want to turn it over to the partner, go ahead and do so. So um, I am guessing that with what you do, that there are a lot of people that are not effective at helping restaurants because if a restaurant was to actually not use your technology or to use social media correctly, it seems like they would be heading out of business. What do you think that? I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be heading out of business. I just think there's a baseline of what the average is today. And if you want to be average, that's totally cool. But if you're not okay with that and you want to strive for something better than that, greatness, right? I think that any business owner should be looking to other ideas, other opportunities, other new technologies in the space to get um, an edge on your competitor. You know what I mean? I mean, there's literally, I spoke to over 600 restaurants in the last year. And not one of them was touching anything on messenger marketing. I mean, literally not one. So talk about opportunity in the space. I mean, it's, it's, and that's why we focus on this. You know, it's it's one of the things where we use messenger marketing to not only engage with customers, but actually bring them into the restaurant and track the success of it. So it's totally new. Um, It's something that people have never even heard of. And uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not even like it's this or that you can still do your old marketing strategies. We're not, we're not, we don't necessarily badmouth what other restaurants are doing market-wise because, look, they're, if they're successful, they, they got there for a great reason. And, and we're, not saying, we're not saying don't stop what you're doing. You know, don't, you know, keep doing that. But also just know that there's other opportunities out there that you can use, like our, our software service and you know, our overall what we do. Right? That's all we're saying. Okay. So maybe it's a little harsh saying that they're heading out of business. So let me, let me clarify a little more. The future mm-hmm. is instantaneous gratification towards communication, customer service. And so restaurants that are not leaning towards that and adopting that may find that they're behind a tipping point where everyone else has it and they don't, and then they'd be in some trouble. Is yeah. that fair? I would say it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, Ken, if you, if you look at where like the market's shifting and you look at how consumers, especially in the restaurant space, are making decisions on how they eat, how they interact with brands, you have all these apps now. You have people that adamantly go on things like Yelp, Instagram, 
a whole right. different way to experience food before they even get to the, to the restaurant. Uh, they want to chat with these restaurants prior to going in. So as a restaurant, you're not going to go out of business today, but if you're not adapting and not taking these things into consideration, you're going to be behind the eight ball sooner than later. Um, and our service helps make sure that you're staying out in front and capitalizing on all these different trends that are happening in the market right now. So that point, we kind of let the cat out of the bag right out of the gate. Um, if you're a restaurant and you would be looking at hiring you guys, what would the investment and how do you actually um, portray the return on that investment? And I'm guessing it's kind of a campaign. You're paying a monthly fee to keep your name out there and to have the technology in place. What's that like? Yeah, so we, we, have, we have a management fee. It's a flat rate, and that's dependent on how many locations and the size of the restaurant. So it fluctuates mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, but, and then overall ROI, I mean, we do all kinds of restaurants from you know, fast casual to sit-downs. Um, and so obviously the difference in price will create a different kind of ROI, right? And also timing-wise. I mean, think about this. If you're working with a fast casual restaurant, you know, something like you, know, you walk in, order real quick, and leave. Well, you know, I would say the average ticket's like 15, 20 bucks. Well, that's, that's a pretty easy restaurant to walk in, you know, any day during lunch and pick something up real quick, right? But if you're right. working with a restaurant that's like a more special occasion restaurant, you know, really high ticket, like $200 plus meal, well, that's a restaurant that you may only be going to a few times a year, and therefore the ROI might take longer to hit, but then it might be really, really great after, you know, three, four, five, six months into it. You know what I mean? So just, it's very totally. dependent on the restaurant. Um, yeah. How, how important is Yelp uh, for restaurants? I, okay, so I've had so many mixed emotions about Yelp, <laughs> honestly. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where you hear people either love it or they absolutely hate it. There's no one that's really gray about it. They're not like, oh, it's just Yelp. It's like they love it or they hate it. Seriously, that's always how it is. How do you um, feel? Personally, I, I feel like last year I would say I hated it. This year I'd say I'm, I'm a lot warmer up to it. And the reason okay. I'm more warmer to, warm to it is because Look, you, you can't deny it. Like, when people are looking up a restaurant, one of the first things they want to do is look at their Yelp, right? Yep. And I think that someone's Yelp score, um, you know, is, is really a direct reflection of how they're doing it as a, as a restaurant. And even for us, right, we have an application process to work with us these days. So, you know, we won't even get on the phone call with the restaurant until they actually fill out an application. And on that application, you know, we, we ask for things like, hey, how much are you making per month? Uh, you know, send us your website some other information because what we're doing is we're looking at the restaurant evaluating, hey, is this a successful restaurant? Do people like it? And do we believe we can help them? You know, so if someone approaches us to work with us and they got a one or two star review on Yelp, we're going to say, you know, hey, sorry, but this isn't a good fit because we're only the marketing guys, right? I mean, we, we can drive all the traffic in the world to a restaurant, but if they don't supply great food and service, no one's going to come back, right? And <laughs> we don't want yes. short-term partnerships. So I, I think Yelp does matter, definitely. Well, and, and I always kid when uh, I talk to marketers or I'm speaking as a marketer that when you hire a marketer, make sure you're in really good shape because they actually accelerate the truth. <laughs> so you don't want yes, to be... Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. So um, so if you guys want, you can say your name before you actually answer the question so people know who's talking. But um, how do you guys make a decision of where you're eating? Brett, you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. So I guess for me, like, okay, so we live in LA and there's, there's lots of options here. Um, you know, it's, I think a lot of times we get in the habit of going to the same places. And uh, for me, it's like, I guess it's more so depend on, do I want to eat healthy or not? <laughs> to start. Right. And then, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I eat a lot of sweet cream, uh, you know, that, that like salad fast casual place. Uh, right. it's just, uh, it's easy. It's healthy. It's, it's, it's not too bad price point. Um, and I guess, like, if I'm deciding where I want to eat, a lot of times, like I said, it, it might be Yelp. I might be looking at their Yelp. Um, I might be just, you know, friends, referrals, stuff like that. Uh, not, nothing too specific, honestly. All right, Jace. Yeah, for me, I would say I, I take a similar strategy. Brett and I both live about five minutes away from each other, so we're around a lot of the same places. For me, I actually, you know, I definitely use platforms like Yelp, like Instagram, um, different different social channels in order to help kind of aid my decision. Like if, if I'm gonna go get, like pick up a quick bite, um, I'm usually going to the same places. But if I'm actually going out to dinner, 
I'm actually like, I always search prior to going there. Like what does inside the restaurant look like? What does the food look like? What are their rankings? Because if I'm going to go out and I want an awesome experience, I kind of want to get a, a feel of what that experience is going to be like prior to going there. And I think more people, especially millennials are making decisions um, that way. But for me personally, like I actually will look at what their reputation and what they look like online prior to going in. Well, I, I'm going to make a statement and um, because Brett's name starts with a B, we'll just keep it simple with Brett being first to comment and he can wave it to you, Jace. But um, my comment is that a lot of restaurants, not a lot, there are restaurants that are unclear of the power of Yelp and that a lot of people are making decisions of where they're going to eat within 30 minutes and they look up Yelp and their scores could be really, you know, questionably bad. And it, it could be because their focus is their food, but not their customer service or that they're not actually creating um, a climate where people could give the favorable reviews. So they're collecting bad reviews, which doesn't really represent the the real experience as a whole. So totally. what, what, yeah, so that's that's the issue is that I think a lot of restaurants don't know that their really grading card is Yelp. And I would like you to comment on two things. One, Brett, is do you help them correct their Yelp score if they are truly a good restaurant that does deliver, but they don't they're unaware of the social proof? And then how do you do it with the the bot or your service? You first, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there there are a number of ways that we've used uh, our service to help restaurants with their reputation in the past. And I think you're totally right that uh, it, it is a huge issue. And, and honestly, a lot of times, even if people do have a great food experience, uh, sorry, great food and service experience, uh, they still might have not the best ratings because they're just not pushing it. Like a lot of times right. people won't just go ahead and give a review unless someone asks for it. Like even for our business, right? Like we have some clients we've, we've been with that we're absolutely crushing it for. And I'll tell you right now, there's no way they're going to write us uh, any kind of review unless we ask for it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so you yeah. gotta be number one proactive about it. Uh, so number two, um, the way we would do it is now we've kind of stopped doing this as of recently because there's certain Yelp terms and conditions that you have to abide by and, and we don't want to violate any of those. But what we've done in the past is let's just say we run some kind of deal for like a buy one, get one cheeseburger. Okay. For a restaurant. And mm -hmm. we'll run that deal. We'll target locals in the area. Now through our service and, and our software, we're able to track that customer who picks up the deal through our ad, comes into the restaurant, purchases their burger, and leaves. Now, after they leave, we know they left because they redeemed that coupon, right, through our service. Right. We have the ability to follow up with that customer maybe an hour or two later and say, hey, you know, thank you so much for coming in. We really hope you enjoyed your experience with us. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love to get your thoughts, but we thought about our restaurant. Would you mind filling out this quick survey? Now, right there through Messenger, we actually have the ability to create like a form that the customer can fill out and put in things like, you know, would you recommend to a friend rating one through, one through 10 star rating, uh, other comments, concerns. Now, through this form we can create, if someone were to give, let's say, a 9 or 10 on that, hey, would you recommend to a friend, we would then have the ability to follow up one more time and say, wow, thanks for that awesome review. Would you mind sharing your thoughts on a Yelp page? And then we supply a link to do that. So um, we've done this actually in the past. And to be honest with you, it's something that I, I wish we kind of could keep doing. Now, again, there are certain terms and conditions on Yelp that they don't necessarily want people asking for reviews like that. Now, there's, there's, there's a way to do it saying something like, hey, you know, we, we love Yelp reviews. Here's a link. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you can kind what's, of finesse it. But what's wrong with it? Um, what's, what's unethical about it? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. And it's something that, you know, I think us as a team need to look into a little bit deeper. Um, okay. Ultimately, I think it's great. I mean, I, I think, like, again, why, why, why is that such an issue for Yelp? I don't know. Um, and it's probably something that we have to speak to the team about because I, I would love to reincorporate this into our service. It's just mm -hmm. one of those things where there's kind of a gray area of whether it's okay or, or it's not. And the last thing I want to do is have one of my clients, you know, get penalized on Yelp for some reason. That's something we've done, right? So just to sure. be steer clear and safe, we've kind of stopped doing it. Um, but there, I think there is still a way we can kind of finesse it. So we're definitely looking into it because I think you're, I think you're right. I think people, you know, they, they need help on this, on these platforms and we want to help them if we can, not just get an ROI, but also help on reputation if we can. Well, before Jace goes, I just want to say that what you shared there is invaluable because it is actually telling the secret to their success. When you get them to do a survey 
and they're messing up on something they weren't aware they're messing up. It's the don't know, I don't know. And they just made it very clear, fix this, and you're going to flourish. So it's bravo. Yep. I mean, that is that is actually the secret to what you guys are doing is that you're unleashing the, the, the failure option by actually having the truth told. Totally. So great. And, and one okay, more, Jason. One more thing on that note, I mean, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I say one go more ahead, thing Brett. on that note, though, is that, like, imagine if someone came through and did, like, a one-star review, right? Yep. Well, now you have the ability to now fix that problem because the worst thing that can happen is the customer comes in, has a bad experience, and says nothing, right? At least if you <laughs> get that one-star review, now maybe you can address that concern and fix it and keep the customer, right? Which is kind of cool. I, I agree. It, I, I find it amazing when someone does a bad job at their restaurant, and maybe it's a fluke, but they don't deal with it correctly, and they lose someone for life instead of actually correcting it for, I don't know, $10 or something like that. It's, it's, it's usually marginal what they can do to solve it, like come back and next dinners are nice. I, I don't think you should always credit the bill that time because it could be you know taking advantage of the system. But if they say, come back, the, we're going to take care of one of your meals next time just to, to thank you for giving us another chance, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yep. yep. All right, Jace. Did you get a chance yeah, to Yeah, so, yep. And then, uh, yeah, so as, from like a marketer standpoint, and Brett gave a, gave a really good answer there of how we leverage Yelp specifically for reviews. But basically the main driver of our service is you look at, let's say like at the restaurant or any brick and mortar, they have like a limited budget of let's say $2,000. And then now I can make a decision as the advertiser of like, here's $2,000 and I don't want to spend it on advertising to try to get customers into my restaurant. So then you can look at Facebook or Instagram or Yelp or Google, and you have to make a decision and say, hey, where am I going to put this money? It's important to understand that each platform and how people interact with it differently. So, example, when we ran ads on Yelp versus, like, Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and Instagram, you don't actually, like, when you log in and go on it, you don't actually know what you're going to get, right? Like, the whole point of it is, like, you're going to be surprised by your friend posting something and you don't know. So it's interruption marketing, whereas Yelp and Google, you're specifically going on there to look for something that you want. So that's a key difference there in terms of how we leverage those platforms with the chat marketing mixed into it on how we're specifically meeting that customer for when they want to interact. So if somebody's going to go on Yelp, like I'm looking to eat right now and I'm going to serve them up an offer specifically through a Yelp ad that's going to get them to typically, you know, they're ready to come into the restaurant right now for on Facebook and Instagram. They might not even be like looking for that restaurant. Um, but now we have to, you know, serve them an ad. They might come through our chat marketing system we're building reputation with the customer and eventually getting it in that way. So um, just to kind of piggyback on what Brett was saying, it's all about trying to meet that person of, you know, where they're at and how they're consuming information on these social platforms to try to get them something and talk to them in a way um, that's going to aid in, you know, how they're trying to interact with, with your restaurant or, or, or any brick and mortar business for that matter. Well, I really appreciate everything that you guys have been offering, you know, about the, the restaurants and what you're doing with that. So when you are talking with um, a restaurant owner and you're actually pulling them into doing things for like um, automation and, and talking to them about why they should work with you, what are the key things that they haven't been hearing in the past that they need to hear in order to be running, them, running their business in an automated fashion? I mean, ahead, Brett. I think the biggest the, the biggest thing is that, like, I feel like restaurant owners just, they're completely out of the loop when it comes to the tech today of what you can do. I mean, it, it, it's like, one question I always ask on these calls, on, on an initial sales call, will be like, hey, you know, you have it, you're, you're doing all this different kind of marketing, you're spending thousands of dollars a month, you know, what's the cost for acquisition for a customer for you? Do you, do you know what it costs you to get a customer? If you're spending thousands of dollars... You know, what, what's it cost you per customer? And oftentimes, the answer isn't, I don't know. The answer is, wow, I've never even thought about that. I've never even thought that was a possibility. I never even thought that was a thing. I'm like, <laughs> for me as a marketer, that's crazy, right? I mean, you're spending thousands of dollars, and you don't even know how many customers it's bringing you, right? That's, 
that's crazy to me. So it's, it's not even like they, they're, they're unsure. It's like they, they never even had the idea to think that thought. Which, so for me, you know, I, when, I, when I get a restaurant to finally understand that, I say, well, you know, there, there are certain ways you can track this. And, you know, if you can track this, then you can scale it. And that's how you can frigidly grow your restaurant. Once they've had that realization, it's like this aha moment. And that's usually why people sign up for us, sign up with us, because they're like, wow, finally, you know, I, I can be clear on my marketing. Finally, I could say, wow, this $1,000 correlated to this many customers. And when you know that confirmation, you know, things start lining up and things start making a lot more sense. And, you know, again, that, that's how you can actually predictably grow a business. And, and that's what's really exciting for us. It brings and by the way, that does, you know? Right, exactly. And that doesn't even address that once you have that client acquisition, how much of a tipping point that's going to cause later in your income because you're actually correcting something that was not correctable. And Jace brought up uh, chat marketing. And for this audience, because this is still a new terminology, uh, Jace, if you'd like to comment on what is chat marketing so people that don't know what it is would understand it better. Yeah. Yeah, so chat marketing is, is so new. And actually, when we spoke at the, uh, the Conversations Conference back in Austin, uh, it was officially coined chat marketing at that conference. So that's how new this is. And when we're looking to like sell restaurants, um, we're trying to avoid any, any technical jargon as, as much as possible, right? So right. we're trying to break it down in, in a form where they can actually understand but chat marketing is specifically using platforms like Instagram direct message, Facebook messenger, WhatsApp, iMessage, and using those platforms to have a conversation with a potential prospect, customer, current customer, but using back and forth chat as you would with text message in order to build uh, rapport, strengthen relationships, um, specifically through a, a texting platform in which people are used to using every single day. So you have a, a type of restaurant, maybe it's a vegan or vegetarian restaurant uh, or healthy, and then you have a restaurant that's more franchise. I guess franchise would be a little harder possibly for you guys to obtain, but give me examples of which platforms are best for which restaurants. And Jace, you can answer first. And by the way, Jace, I want to say something. I realized I was penalizing you for having the letter J at the beginning of your name when Brett has an easy B at the beginning. And I have a K, so I'd never be in this show until the second time <laughs> with Brett. So I decided <laughs> to reverse it this time. So, Jace, you're yeah, getting, a, you're getting the line that we're doing a reversal. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I wouldn't say, like, for example, if it's a, a vegetarian restaurant, you might have a, a messenger option set up on, let's say, a customer's website. And by the way, we work with like plenty of franchises all across the U.S. So, um, you know, our methods work with restaurants the size of 100, uh, 100 locations, which, which we've been working with, all the way down to uh, one location. So it's really about understanding um, the customer and really adapting, you know, these different strategies to appeal to, you know, where exactly the size of the restaurant is. Um, but in specifically on the example of a vegetarian restaurant, you could have an option to set up, let's say, messenger marketing um, on the website, on, um, on your social channels. And let's say somebody messaged the restaurant, um, a specific message, right, maybe through, through the website, or maybe through um, specifically like the restaurant's Facebook page. And they might have the question, say, hey, where are you guys located? And then the restaurant then can send out a number of automated responses that specifically help answer the customer's question. Although like, and then ask questions like, hey, have you, have you, have you eaten with us before? Uh, have you checked out our menu? Asking a lot of these questions to help answer some common questions that somebody might have in order to have a one-on-one -on -one, a customer experience between the brand and then ultimately trying to get that person to, to come into the restaurant. See, for us, though, we're specifically linking that same customer experience through a chat conversation, but linking, like, let's say a, a, a buy one, get one burger or 
um, you know, a free appetizer to that messenger conversation in order to encourage that customer to, to come in. It's kind of like a carrot on the stick to get those first time right. customers to the restaurant. That's brilliant. So you guys won a big award at Manny Chat, and so I have a three-part question, and I'm going to leave it to you two to say who's going to answer, because when you guys were on stage, you had kind of a harmony going where you were talking about your presentation. So question number one yeah. is, how did you learn about Manny Chat? Uh, what, when did you meet Mikkel Yang? And then third is what it meant to win that award, and you guys can kind of divide that up. Well, Jason, you, you, you found Manny Chat, so... You can take that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll uh, I'll answer the first two, and then Brett can can answer the third one. Um, Great. So specifically, Brett and I have been working on our agency for four years now, and you know, not to give a a, a full a full background, but we were pretty much working with restaurants at this point, and we were using email, we were using text. Uh, we were using a number of different platforms in order to help show the restaurants a return on their investment. Um, and then I got introduced to many chat from, from a friend, actually. They said, Hey, you got, you got, you got to check this out. Um, and then once we figured out many chat, figure out the power of messenger marketing, um, it just worked so well for the restaurant niche that we were already in we kind of figured out a vehicle in order to, you know, sh- really, really show our clients that you put $1 in and you get 3 or $4 out. And once we're able to, to, to show that, we went all in on, on ManyChat um, and, you know, 140, 150 clients later, you know, here we are using ManyChat as, as the main, you know, backbone to our business. Cool. <clears throat> Brett? And sorry, the next question was, what's the award mean to us? Uh, yes, and, and how did you earn it, though? It. Let, let's talk about how you earned it and then, and then uh, what it meant to you. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we earned it because, I mean, I think me and Jace, we, we had no formal training when it came to marketing. I mean, we, we, we joked that we absolutely knew nothing. I mean, we, and we really didn't, right? So I think me and Jace are successful today because we were just so incredibly determined that we were going to be successful and that's all it, all it was. So we were really hungry to find something new. So like I said, Jace found ManyChat, which has been awesome for our business, helped us solve a major problem in the restaurant space. And I think we've earned it because we, we really decided we're going to go completely all in on this space and that's all we're going to do. I mean, for literally a year and a half ago, me, it was me, Jace, and one employee. That was it, right. you know, and over this last 12 months, now there's 12 of us going on 14 by next month. Um, I expect we'll have probably over 30 employees by the following year, next year. And, exactly. you know, so we, we earned it. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And, you know, I, I think we really earned it because, you know, we decided this is all we're going to do and we're going to go balls to the wall and that's going to be it, right? Um, right. And I, you know, being at the ManyChat conference, I spoke to a number of their employees and their team there and they said, Brett, I just wanted to say, like, you know, it's incredible what you and Jace are doing. Um, I had one guy tell me that he's the guy who looks at all the numbers as far as um, growth and as far as how many new bots people are creating on their platforms. And he's like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but it seems like every single day you're creating a brand new bot. <laughs> hmm. um, I mean, they told us that we have more bots on their platform than almost anyone. Um, and it's, it's going to really? tend to be, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's 600,000 businesses on their on their on ManyChat, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're one of the, I mean, the, the very, very, very top as far as numbers. and That's cool. Uh, paid numbers, too, because if you look at ManyChat, right, there's 600,000 businesses, but only a fraction of them are paid users, right, because it starts out free. Um, obviously, every single one of our bots is a, is a paid user, so, you know, that we're a, a great customer of ManyChat. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing that kind of growth has been incredible. Um, and then getting the award was, I, you know, me and Jace were looking at each other when they were doing the awards, and we're like, ah, you know, we, we should be more proactive about this. You know, we're, we're, we're hoping maybe next year we'll get an award. And then when they started describing the agency that was going to get this next award, which is the top performing agency of the year. Right. They were describing this agency from Los Angeles, <laughs> <laughs> describing this agency of like rebellious nature. And we're like, this space sucks. <laughs> and so I looked at Jace and we, we both smiled. And we're like, no way. And then they announced us. 
And it, it was incredible, honestly, like being able to walk on stage and be like, wow, we just found this platform a little over two years ago. And now we're the top performing agency on their entire platform. Uh, I mean, it was incredible. It, it was like one of those things where, you know, it, it, when you put in hard work into something and you, you, you make money on the other side, it feels good. But, you know, it also feels good to get recognition, you know, recognition for your hard work. You know, it's, it's like we've been so head down for the last four years trying to figure out what we're going to do. And when you finally get that public recognition for something, it's not like you want to you want to brag at all. That's not it. It just it feels good to be like, wow, like these guys are getting this award because they put in the work. And it, it just it's a good feeling. You're like, you know what? Like this this has been really cool, and it it just makes me feel like we're doing all the right things. And it's uh, sometimes you you need that once in a while because you know plenty of businesses have lots of ups and downs. You know what I mean? And sometimes you need to take me up. <laughs> you know, sometimes Amen. you need that. You need Amen. that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was sitting next to you guys when you guys get the award. I mean, I I turned my camera right to you after you brought it back to your table, so that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pictures. Yeah. (laughs) And Ken, real quick, this is Jace. I just wanted to say one more thing about the award, too, is that what made it feel especially good for for me as well, and I know Brett can say the same thing, is that the result of getting that award, you know, being one of the, the key speakers at the conference, none of that was a result of us trying to, you know, gain more, you know, fame, recognition, trying to work our way into the conference. All of it was a result of us, you know, putting in the hard work, trying to grow our business and trying to ultimately focus on getting our clients results. And as a result of that, those things unfolded. Many chat reached out to us. Like Brett said, they're like, wait, what are you guys doing type thing? But all of that with the intentions on our end of trying to legitimately help these restaurants grow and change their business. Um, and as a result, good things come out of that. So I think as for any business owner out there, trying to make sure that you're keeping all of your intentions with your work uh, in the right line, meaning that you're focused on getting your clients results if you're an agency-driven business or trying to get your customers the best product, that ultimately is always the number one. But that should that should never leave the number one priority. And as a result, um, you know, good things will come because of that. Totally agree. You know, to me, you guys remind me of the people that were talking about Bitcoin in 2008. Like, this is going to be the future, and you need to know about this. And I'm just telling you right now, you better you better look into it because if you think about it, this whole technology that Mikel has brought forward to us has locked in a real ability for people to really have the brand connect with the customer and the connect the customer, not just connect with the brand, but to guide the brand to success, which is insane. So I, I want to invite you guys to talk about, um, give a shout out as, as you wish to how Mikel has changed your life. Um, I mean, he's, he's just simply given us the tools to do everything we do today. Like, I mean, w- w- without him, I mean, I-, I think we'd still be okay, but being okay is, doesn't feel great. You know, it, you, you want to be better than okay. You want to be, you want to be awesome, right? Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to succeed and you want to strive. And, you know, I, he, he's given us those tool sets. He's given us the ability to take something and legitimately solve a problem in the space. And I think a lot of times, you know, what we, we tell a lot of agencies that are looking into messenger marketing and chat marketing, and they say, well, h- how can I, you know, what, what, what can I build on? What kind, what kind of bot can I build? I said, don't, don't think that way. Reverse engineer it. Think about what kind of problems exist in the, in, for your type of customer or client or niche and then figure out what, how you can solve that problem with messenger marketing. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we didn't like find chat marketing and say, yo, what can we do with this? It was like, okay, there's a problem in this space and I think we may be able to solve this problem using this tool that Mikhail made, right? So that's, I think, what it is. Right? I agree. I totally agree. And, and if you always address how you're solving a problem or how you create an impact in the world, you always create abundance as a result of it. W- were you guys there last year? We yeah. were. Okay. So Standard, I was there last Standard year too, GA and I apologize. I don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> and so you guys are really in the forefront of this technology, and I applaud you for that because it really takes someone to see a vision, of, especially someone else's vision, and say, this vision's legit. It's going to make a difference in the world. I want to ask you, I guess for me, the most important question, 
in the program, which is creating partnership. Why did you guys become partners? How did you guys uh, create this partnership that's successful? And why has it lasted? And um, to be fair, I've gone to Jay several times. So, Brett, you go ahead first. Okay, cool. So, um, it's funny. It, it, so, at the time when me and Jay were first trying to work together, it, it was just me in the beginning, right? So, it was just me. Um, basically, I was just a freelancer. And I put the name Misfit Media as like a cover to look like the real company. Essentially, and why and I mean, why the name? <laughs> why the name first? Uh, the, reason. the the name the name Misfit Media because it was well. Growing up, I, I've been a huge fan of, of Steve Jobs uh, mm-hmm. for everything he's done. He's just he's yep. kind of one of my heroes and mentors. Um, and you know, he always talks about the misfits and the rebels, and exactly. I love that stuff. Um, overall, when I was a kid, I, I was uh, just a huge troublemaker in general. I mean, I got. <laughs> so much trouble <laughs> and so I don't know the name Misfit really resonated with me I was just kind of like a bad kid not like a terrible kid but I, I would like to seek trouble out <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and that's always kind of followed me through into my adulthood you know and I've always been like you know we're going to do things different we're, we're going to challenge the status quo and I think Misfit really really resonated with that and I think Misfit Media together it just it sounded right it just felt good I remember at the time when I was like I mean I was right out of college when we started this business and my parents obviously wanted some input on, on the business and gave me some advice. Said, Come on, the name Misfit Media, that, you know, Brent, your millennial generation, I know they're going to like it, but you know, the baby boomers aren't going to like that. That's, that's not something that people are going to resonate with. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> so, right. it, you know, um, and it's, and it's and about it's, results too. Totally. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people, a lot of clients, they'll, they'll, reach out to us because of the name sometimes. Literally, I, mm-hmm. I have some restaurants that will speak with them like, you know what? I've been seeing your guys' ads for a couple months now and I've finally decided I got to hit these guys up because I'm a misfit too. I want to be with the misfits. <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. awesome. Um, but, uh, so I even forgot where we were going with the question. What was the question <laughs> initially? <laughs> well, it was about partnership. It was about how it guided into partnership. Part- <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so it was just me, right? And, and then at the time, I, I was actually working on even two other businesses, and one of them so random was it was a men's hair company, a pomade business, like men's grooming products of all businesses. I know it sounds crazy, but I had that, and then I had this other software business that helped you get Instagram growth, and I was honestly all over the place as an entrepreneur, and I looked like, you know, I was doing all these great things, but really, it, it was terribly, it, it, was, it was a terrible idea <laughs> to do three different businesses at once without really any of them, any of them being that successful. And, so, and you share that in your presentation, about, by the way. You shared that in your presentation yeah. about you were all over the place and how bad that is. So good. Yeah, but, but it was even worse before that because I had not just missed it, but two other businesses too. So it, <laughs> it, well, yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, Jace approached me. He's like, hey, you know, um, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to work with you potentially on, on your men's hair, hair company. And I said, hey, man, I, I'd love to work with you, but, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not making any money. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Uh, you know, it's really bad. <laughs> so... <laughs> so then, you know, a, a month went by and then Jace came back. He's like, well, what, what if we, you know, what if we did Misfit Media together? Because, you know, like I said, I had this hair company. Then I also had Misfit Media. I said, hey, man, you know, you, you want to join me on Misfit? Let's, let's do it. You know, we, we, let's work together. We can split the profits. You, you, you bring up me a few clients. Like, let's, let's work together. I'll show you what I know. And, and we, can, we can try to build something together. And so about, I think it was like just three or four weeks later, Jace was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And he, he quit his job. He was at Macy's before. And we started working together. And I remember that moment, I was like, it was, I kind of blew me away. I was like, damn, like, Jace is in. Like, here we go. Like, it was like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I was kind of scared because I remember at the time, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you kind of get used to the pain and suffering on your own. Like, I, really, like, at my worst point, I was down $20,000. And, like, in debt. And, and when like, was you know, this, credit card Brett? Debt. Brett, when was this? This was 2015. Okay, so not, um, that, not that long ago, four years think, ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Uh, and so then I, I was kind of used to the pain, and then, but it's something different when someone joins you to like take on the pain with you. You know what I mean? So I was like, here we go. And so Jace joined, and, and we started working together, and within like the first few weeks, he, he got two clients. And at the time, we were doing a lot of e-commerce. I mean, he, he got a, it was a denim company, and then it was, I forget the other brand. And we were just, we started Hila. servicing these brands, and I'm 
in tequila brand. And you know what's really funny is, so, and then we, we started working together, and within like the first, I think, month or two, we had our first or second meeting with the company to kind of like an onboarding meeting to be like, all right, you know, let's, let's talk about what we're going to do. What are the next steps? You know, we're going to help you on your website. We're going to help you on your social media, some ads, stuff like that. And we're on our way. We're both on our way to this meeting. At the time, Jason and I were living about like 35 minutes away from each other. And we're meeting this client at their office in L.A. And <laughs> on the way to the meeting, my car breaks down and actually like completely like wow. explodes. Like it was terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Jason, I know we've only been together for about a month, but you got to take this meeting, man. And <laughs> And he was like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it was crazy. And, and so the, he took the meeting. Well, we want to let, we want to let Jace cut in, in a second, but I want to, Brett, I want you to finish this thought with this. Go what ahead, was it about ahead. Jace? Yeah. What was it about Jace so, that caused you to say you're the, you're the partner? I think, I think it was just his commitment and his like excitement to do this. Because here's the thing. I had, like I said, two, I had two other businesses. And one of the businesses I had was with two of my other really good friends. And, you know, we're all great friends to this day, but we had a really, really, really bad situation happen, you know, about a year into that business, which mm-hmm. almost, you know, I almost lost, you know, one friendship with one of my buddies in that business. And it was brutal and it was terrible. And so I had kind of a bad, bad experience before with a partner. And so I was, I was a little bit resistant to the idea in the beginning, honestly. But it was something about, like, the way... When Jason approached me about it, I, I, I knew, I don't know, it just felt right. It kind of got, I, I got that gut reaction that this is going to be good. Like, I think, I think we can do this. And that's hey, let me was. ask you a question, It, it was Brett. nothing else. Is, yeah. is, there any, is there any validity to tonal quality? Because when someone says with their voice something, you hear it and you think it's instinctive, but technically it's, their, it's actually their truth in their voice. I, I mean, what, what was it that he said or that you felt specifically that it wasn't just a gut feeling. It was really that you were very comfortable. I, I think I could, I just, I knew that he was unhappy with his current work situation and I knew he wanted to do something big. And I, I, kinda, he, I had that exact same energy. And I think that our energies kind of just like resonated with each other. We're like, we're both all in on this. It wasn't like, like my other business, you know, one guy was kind of doing a half-assed job one guy was doing a good job, but kind of a dick. I was kind of like, hey, this isn't my full-time thing. I'm doing this bit. But for this situation, it was like Jace was all in, I was all in, and we were both like, let's do this. It, it was like pure focus. And that's I think, all right. what got me. Cool. I was like, let's, let's do this. You know? I agree. I agree with what you're saying. So four years of doing this show, we've never really had partners on at this level, meaning they're sharing the show like this. So mm-hmm. what do you define partnership as? For me or Jace? Question. Uh, Brett first, and then I'm going to go, Jace, you're going to get a ton of questions after this. Maybe 40. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, and we, we actually, we, we just spoke about this actually in one of our interviews with Manny Chat, but I think a partnership today is, is definitely the way to go in a business. I mean, I, I mean it's, it's, a partnership means that you and your partner are 100% in on the vision and the mission of the business. And the great part about it is that you always have someone at your same level that you can bounce ideas off. Because I think when you're running a company, especially for the first time, I mean, me and Jason are in our 20s, right? And, you know, we've never had a company this size. We've, we've never made a million dollars before. Like this, this is, you know, now we have, but it's like we got to this point and we're entering uncharted waters, right? And it's one of those things where, damn, you know, we don't always know the right answers, but being able to have someone that you can bounce ideas off and have someone that you can kind of look to when, you, when you're lost at times, right, is incredibly helpful. And I think, cool. you know, if you're running your own show and you're not experienced and you are, like, you know, a young entrepreneur, it's kind of scary, right? I mean, you, you, you don't really know all the answers. So, I, again, I think a partnership means that you, you fully trust each other, uh, you're fully committed to each other and the, the vision of the business, and, you know, having someone that you can – kind of fall back on if you need it is just incredibly great. You know, it's just, it's simple. I mean, even things as like simple as like, Hey, you know, I, I need a, I need a day off cause I'm sick or Hey, I, I'm going to go travel or this or that. Like me and Jace had to say, you know, if you want to travel, I, I'm, I'm at work and, and vice versa. And I think 
always having someone at the business that you know you can rely on is incredibly relieving of stress. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, wow, I, I can breathe. You know, you, you always hey, have someone you can count on. I think without that, breathing, it's tough. I'm going to jump in here, guys. We are almost out of time. Yeah. And I would love to have you on for a whole other show, but we're going to try to throw in two uh, rapid-fire questions. So, Ken, go ahead. Okay, so... Jay, sorry, uh, Jay did penalize you in the last part of the segment. So here we go. <laughs> Jace, you're first. Um, book that changed your life, then Brett. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Awesome. Brett? Yeah, that's a great book, too. But I think as of recently, uh, the book I read recently was Never Split the Difference, uh, Negotiating as if Your Life Depends on It. Uh, incredible book on negotiating. Highly recommend Awesome. So uh, the next question is, if you had a superhero power, what would it be with one word? Answer. Jace. Okay, Jace. (laughs) Jace, Jace, go ahead. Teleportation. Nice. Damn, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's partnership. That's partnership. All right, Jace, first, um, what's a quote you live by? Quote I live by. Hmm. The heart sees the day. Nice, Brett. Uh, things turn out best for those who make the best out of the way things turn out. It's actually tattooed on my arm. Really, beautiful. All right, yeah. Andrea, we got room for one more. <laughs> okay, so a uh, song that gets you motivated, Jace. Lose yourself, Eminem. Nice. I put Eminem ah, as you guys. I put Eminem as you guys. You so that's Eminem. It. All right, and then Brett, <laughs> what's yours? Wait, this is the, the weirdest thing ever because I was, I was a fan of them too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Voice America is so impressed with this. They're giving us one more question, so here we go. Um, a movie you have to watch that inspires you or that you would recommend to somebody. Jace first. Should I defer this to Brad since I usually say what he's going to say? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so me first, then? Yeah, real go quick. Ahead, go ahead. Uh Totally unrelated to business, but I just love the movie Fight Club. I've probably seen it like a hundred times. And get over Jace. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> love Fight All Club. Right. So you guys have both been amplified. Thank you so much for joining us for this hour to share with not just restaurateurs, but also entrepreneurs the power of Manny Chat and also Chat Robot, uh, Chat Bots, so that you can actually have better customer service. This is Ken Rashawn with Influencer Channel on Voice America. You've been brought to you by Keep Smiling Movement, the Red Carpet Connection with Andrea Adams Miller. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much and amplify goodness. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.